All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. How's your week? How are you? Uh, good. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Feeling feeling pretty all right. Patriots in the Super Bowl again, <laughs> which I know there, there's a lot of haters about that, but it just it makes me so happy. At what point is that not really that thrilling anymore? Well, it almost would kind of be at that level. Yeah. Um, if there wasn't so much change and uh, like Brady's getting to be 40, he, he's doing the thing where he wants to play till he's like 50. Yeah. And people are telling him he can't do that. And there's a lot of kind of infighting happening in New England right now. So the real uh, litmus test will be once Brady retires, which will be soon, right? 40 in the NFL is he, really old. He wants to play for like another, like they traded their backup quarterback who's really good. Yeah. And word on the street is Brady had a lot to do with that. Okay. Because he didn't like this young kid at his heels. So then what happens to the team though when he's, because he has to leave eventually, eventually he's going to be too old to play football. And then are the Patriots going to soldier on without him or is it going to be sad? He and Robert Kraft, the GM are of the mind that he could play for at least another five years. So they've got plenty of time to find another backup quarterback. That's not Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. It's crazy. I know it's, it defies logic. Yes. Now the other team is Philly. Yes. How do we feel about them? They have a backup quarterback. Um, their fans are awful people, <laughs> not all of them, but did you see there in Minnesota, there was like a 102 year old fan named Millie and she started <laughs> going to the games and it was like a sweet old lady. That's sweet. And Philly fans in true Philly fan fashion, uh, made banners and walked around that said, fuck Millie on it. Why? About this 102 year old lady because it was the opposite team, right? Because yeah. Philly was playing Minnesota, so this was like this their is big... why I don't like professional sports. That's right. It, it's it come always comes back to the jerkdom among the fans. It's, it's never like, about how the athletes aren't performing well enough. It's always about how Leafs fans and Habs fans literally wish death upon one another. Yeah, and for it, that's not even the fun part. Mm-hmm. It's a very lot of, troubling to me. A lot of teams wish death on the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But that's part of being a Patriots fan. I am like, you know, I realize that I'm cheering for the equivalent of the LA Lakers or the New York Yankees. But okay. For football. Uh, last night, a friend of mine equated the success and popularity and talent of Drake okay. to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. What he was trying to say, he articulated better than I could, was... Uh, that Drake is a pop star and he has little girls at his shows because he's on the radio and he is in every way mainstream and A-list and yet uh, diehard hip-hop fans who like the B-sides in the hip-hop community can't deny that Drake is objectively excellent and not even necessarily great R&B B-sides like he's he's had his last couple albums have had a little bit more of like a yeah, kind of like reggaeton, like singing, like I why 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 do you do that? Right, stuff like that. But his, like, if you're reading this, it's too late. Which was his mixtape he released in like 2015, I think. Okay, was insane, like rap wise. Not a lot yeah. of singy song stuff on it. It was just holy shit. He's going at people. Right. So what the metaphor means is mm-hmm. that Captain America is as commercial as they come. It's. Uh, it's so mainstream, right? Yeah. It's blockbuster. Sure, yeah. And yet somehow it's also an excellent spy film. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? It's not it's not right. void of soul or quality because right. of its its notoriety. It happens to be excellent. They're not mutually exclusive. Okay, I dig that. I don't know like do I don't know if I buy Winter Soldier as like a kind of deep spy film. Not I don't want to say deep, but That's interesting. You're in the minority. People tend to consider that to be like the best MCU film. Yeah, I know. And I am in the minority because I, d- it was just okay to me. Maybe wow. I need another watch. I think you do. It's really good. Yeah. It's, and I haven't seen it uh, since it came out. And I think I saw it twice in theaters. But... I shouldn't say just okay, but I was, you know, I thought it was a good, good watch. Yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't amazed with it. It's so rare that the second in a trilogy is the best. Right. But having said that, uh, this week was the 10th anniversary of the Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dark Knight, you got the Empire Strikes Back. You got... Uh, there's a few, like, really good He might sequels. say Godfather. He might. 
Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, Godfather Part Two, of yeah. course. Yeah, and I I don't know exactly why that. I think you have the most freedom, and you don't necessarily need to tie any loose ends up. Yeah, you can maybe. change the story the most, get it to the next level without it having to be like neatly packaged at the very. But end. I mean, there are plenty more examples of. Uh, I guess it's a sophomore slump. People having totally. had, having had a really strong start, and then they mm-hmm. try and recapture that magic. Yeah, and it's people just didn't not love there. Temple of Doom or Guardians of the Galaxy Two is a great example. That was like sure. they just tried to recreate it. I think it's a really uh, it's quite a miracle that Stranger Things Two was so good. I had yeah. no expectation that they could that they could keep it up after yeah. after having this just kind of random magic fall into their lap. And I liked Guardians more than Winter Soldier. I think you liked Guardians Two. Yeah. More than Winter Soldier? I think so. <laughs> I'm just saying, based on me being entertained, I remember being happier at the end of that movie than I was at the end of Winter Soldier. I liked the first Captain America more than the second Captain America. That's crazy. You are just trying to be defiant. You, you think I'm trying to get you yes. going? I swear to God I'm not. Like That's I wouldn't do this. Crazy. I, how many How many big uh, statements do I make on this show? Not a whole lot. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of hot takes. You're not a hot take guy? No. I guess I just find it so odd. I don't see at all. And that what... wouldn't be the hot take that I'm willing to like <laughs> live and die on. He's going to enter controversy it's, with a Captain America opinion. It's a controversy that's considered lame by a lot of people. People would think I'm more lame for saying I enjoyed those movies more than the cooler movies. Yeah, but that is why people come out with their hot takes. I mean, oftentimes they do stand by them, yeah. but it's to rile people up. Which is interesting to me because I don't do that to rile no. anyone up. No, I guess. I literally just go in with my opinion and let the crowd react. The <laughs> okay. huge the huge crowds of people. Speaking of outrage, mm-hmm. uh, amazingly, no huge upsets with the Oscar nominations this year. Yeah. I was saying, well, we were saying, yep. I think it's like the safest you could have been with Oscar nominations. They played it pretty safe, but in a way that makes everybody happy too. Like I no, guess so, yeah. Nobody's uh, having to write a blog saying like, well, what about the big sick? You know, they right. did get their, their uh, best their original mention. screenplay yep. uh, nomination and that's really cool. You had pointed out that, that Baby Driver Baby Driver probably deserved a little more recognition. I wish it had got something. I but agree. Just for originality. Do we think maybe Kevin Spacey had something to do with not getting in there at all? I thought of that too. But all along... The that, same way Christopher Plummer did get nominated. Right. Like... It probably, I haven't seen it, but probably not. I think it's so crazy the way that these movies campaign. The idea of campaigning for awards yeah, is no. so dumb to me. Isn't it ugly? Like, why wouldn't it just be what was the best? Like, wh- and and also, what are the campaigns behind it? Like, if you know to look for it, uh, well, I think I think it's like face to face schmoozing. But if you know to look for it, it's also like uh, Daniel Kaloya going on the Late Show to promote Get Out two weeks ago. Oh yeah, it's been out for sure. ten months. Okay, you right. know. Uh, or Greta Gerwig still making the rounds. Like yep. that movie's been out a while now right. too, uh, and it's fine because they made good art, and I'm excited mm-hmm. to see them on these shows. So it kind of is disguised, right? But it's politics. Paul Thomas Anderson has been on a few things. For now his podcasts. movie is just out now, though. Right. So it makes more sense. Uh, I heard him on Fresh Air yesterday. Yep. And even with the Nerdist interview he did and the Bill Simmons interview he did, Terry Gross is my favorite one with PTA so far this no year. No way. Yeah, he loves her. He like really like loved talking oh, to her. Oh, cool. And so that was really warm. So she she he was like a Fresh Air head. Yeah, he's been on before, I guess. Okay. Uh, cool. And it starts out a little. A little disjointed, I guess, just like a little sleepy, because uh, she's NPR, right? But they kind of get talking to him like this, yeah, exactly. And yeah. they get the ball rolling, and it's really, really nice, and it made me want to see Phantom Thread even more. It's it's one of three Oscar Best Picture nominations that I haven't seen. I've seen six of nine. Right. What was the extra one that you saw that I didn't see again? Uh, you didn't see Shape of or you saw? Oh, Shape I've of, seen Call Me by Your Name. You haven't right. seen that, and you saw Shape of Water. No, I haven't seen that yet. Do you want to go through the nominations really? Yeah, quick? let's do it. The big ones. Uh, okay, Best Picture, Call Me by Your Name. Seen it. Watched it this weekend. People say it's great. It's it's interesting. It's a slow burn. Yeah, and uh, it's still kind of sitting with me. I had to like go on the forums a little bit afterward. And okay. Google like why all the flies? The and, equivalent of like <laughs> of flies. Eh? Yeah. It's like the equivalent of like uh, spark noting after uh, reading Catcher in the Rye. It's, a, or it's a really nice thing to do. Actually, I don't know if it, like I takes some it. of your experience away, but like it really makes Get Out a better movie. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Absolutely. Uh, Darkest Hour I haven't seen yet, so that's the Winston Churchill, Gary Oldman I heard movie. it's so sleepy. Yeah, it looks sleepy. 
There's also a lot of Winston Churchill around right now. Yeah. Well, and we were saying there's an easy movie to make for a nomination, not to discredit uh, Gary Oldman at all. No, you're right. If he wins, though, it'll be a it'll be a body of work Oscar, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's one of those guys who inexplicably doesn't have any major prizes yet. I mean, he has a Golden Globe now, right. I guess, for this film. I feel like I have to see it because I'm doing so well. And so often... Oh, I'm going to watch them all. Yeah, me too. So often there's a couple Oscar movies that I just know I won't be able to stomach, like The Revenant or something. Yeah. So rarely do I have the chance to actually watch them all. Right. And I really want to make that this year. Dunkirk. That's oh, kind yeah, of, you haven't that's seen kind Dunkirk. Of, no, right. I saw Dunkirk. Oh, you did? Yes, we've gone over this a number right. of times. <laughs> Sorry. Uh it's kind of being forgotten if only because it's not out right now, mm-hmm. but it was a beautifully shot film. That was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Get Out, Lady Bird, both awesome, mm-hmm. both kind of indie darlings. Yep. I don't I don't want to say they're underdogs. Get Out is an underdog for sure. Uh, Phantom Thread, haven't seen that. The Post, I saw The Post. It's not, It's I don't know if it's Darkest Hour boring. I haven't seen The Darkest Hour. Right. It is a little sleepy. Yeah. It's not exciting. No, there's no real like climax of suspense. No. Not really. Like the the, <laughs> the, the suspenseful moment is Meryl Streep deciding something. <laughs> okay. Like that's the big moment. <laughs> oh, what you gonna decide? Oh, she decided. And then in the end, this isn't a spoiler because it's history. The last scene gets really campy where like they resolve the, 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 the Vietnam papers or whatever the movie's about. Yeah. And then they cut to the security guard walking through uh, a dark hallway and he opens a door and then he, you hear him radio to one of his colleagues and he's like, I think we've had a break in at the Watergate. And then it goes to oh my credits. God. It's really corny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Really putting it all out there. Yeah. That's uh, the equivalent of like, of like, so you're telling me if my <laughs> brother gets sick, then that's the end of the world? Yeah. <laughs> like the really exposition. Just, yeah. They call that um, the your father, the king effect. So like if I were to say, this just in from your father, the king. Right. It's like the most obvious oh, exposition. Oh, that's interesting. And, except for in this case, it's just uh, it's just like a an Easter egg. It's just like setting up a sequel that is really just all the president's men and they're not going to make. <laughs> it's the equivalent of like the end of Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the end of but Back with, to the Future. But with The Post, <laughs> which is so much more lame. <laughs> That's exactly true. Yeah, so it made me kind of chuckle. Uh, Shape of Water I haven't seen. That's the most nominated movie this year. Mm. The most nominated movie, 13 nominations, a Mexican director. So that's kind of exciting. And right. it's also a monster movie, a monster romance. Yeah, kind of a monster movie after Pacific Rim, which was also kind of a water monster movie. And three billboards outside Epping, Missouri, which mm-hmm. might be my my favorite movie of the nominees. So far, mine. Yeah. Uh, although I I could put Dunkirk in there too. No, no. I, I would I would maybe say Lady Bird is, is nearing it for me, but uh, three billboards was just... It was so much easier to stomach than I thought it was going to be. This yeah. subject matter is really nasty, and it's it's awesome. And as good as she is, Sam Rockwell is destructive. He is wicked. I should say Get Out, too, because like as far as movies that are going to stick with you, yeah. like movies that you still remember yeah. and you could talk about with someone... For me, that would be Dunkirk and Get Out. Well, you made the you you said the same thing the other day about Baby Driver. Like in a few yeah. years, are we still going to be going? Man, Baby Driver's good. Yep, but yeah. we might not be saying that about The Darkest Hour. No, it was like my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, Baby me Driver. too. It was just so stylish. You know, even if it doesn't get a Best Picture nomination mm-hmm. or even screenplay because it's just so action based, it should have gotten some more. I think it did get visual effects. Definitely got sound mixing. Got some sound mixing. Cinematography I probably deserved. I guess we can find out. We'll read through the rest of these. Mm -hmm. Lead actor, Timothy Chalamet. uh, Youngest lead actor nominee since the 40s. How old is he? Mickey Rooney. He's 22. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaloya for Get Out. That was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Denzel Washington. Roman J. Israel Esquire. Was, that that one was a surprise. It was a surprise. And, and it's just Army like Hammer it's, didn't, it's get same, an, yeah. didn't get a nomination. People are upset about that. He should have been. He should have been supporting, if anything. Yeah. Army Hammer. Well, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, supporting. Uh, but everybody is like desperate to blog about how James Franco didn't get nominated because of his sexual assault allegations. And first of all, these people have been voting on this for weeks and weeks and weeks, way before right. those revelations, way before, and they wouldn't fucking stop them. 
Right. From because he's been nominated for everything else. Yeah. They only have so many slots, and at the Oscars, they don't divide by genre. Right. So there aren't ten lead actor categories. There's only five. But did Roman Israel Esquire get nominated for any Golden Globes? I don't think so. It was kind of weird, wasn't that, it? That is so weird to it's me. It's the same as Fences. Like, it. I didn't see it, but like. It's a play that already existed. You really just shot the play because there's no visual effects. It just takes place in an alley. Right. And I'm sure the performance is good, but do we need to nominate Denzel every single year? Yeah. Was he nominated last year too? Yeah. Or whenever Fences came out. Man. Yeah. Get a life, Denzel. God. Don't never trust Denzel Washington. Uh, Lead actress Sally Hawkins of Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. Does she have any lines in that movie? Sally Hawkins? No. Because that's an interesting way to nominate somebody. I thought so, too. I, I actually was, after watching that movie, don't didn't know how deserving she was. You did see The Shape of Water. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, and I've, I've told you of a couple issues I had with that movie. Right. Yes, we talked about it. Not, a, not hugely on board with it. I have, you know, I, I think it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, don't think that, she, I think it was just such an easy nomination to make. Yep. The movie was getting nominated for everything else. Yeah. So, so she's not gonna let's win. just throw her in there. No, she's I don't think win. so. Uh, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards. She's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she's great. Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, I think is a miss. I don't think she needs to be nominated. You think that's that a miss? Yeah, I watched it the other night. I I thought it was fine. I did not think at, on any level was it an Oscar caliber movie. I kind of put it with like private parts the howard stern movie. <laughs> sure it's like really yeah. really fun yeah but like I, this is not an oscar movie i agree with that although it, it kind of had a bit of a and I, I don't know if we talked about this like i, I felt felt it had a bit of a kind of goodfellasy type feel yeah like like you know like dark and evil but also silly a little silly and it's it's got the the right kind of sound mix i thought it was cool how they're they were breaking the the fourth wall Mm-hmm. And talking to the camera during scenes that yeah, they were talking about. That was kind of cool. I thought that was neat. Um, and I thought that, <laughs> I thought her, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, like just as someone who wasn't attractive, was kind of refreshing. Yeah. Like it, the whole thing about her wasn't, that made me take her seriously as an actor. That's fair. Rather than, you know, the the hot girl in Focus or the hot girl in Wolf of Wall Street or Harley Quinn. Right. Well, she's really just the hot girl in the DCCU. That's right. That's really all she is. So this was the first movie where I got a glimpse of like her chops. I, I think she's a good actor. I wouldn't take that away yeah. from her. It just didn't, it didn't really seem in the same ballpark to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I, Becky said, and I kind of agreed with her when they were showing the clips of the real Tanya Harding during yeah. the credits, we both kind of thought the real Tanya Harding was prettier than Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah. as, they almost really they like, overshot. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's definitely hard looking. Right. But anyway, it's an interesting story, obviously. It is an interesting story. And I knew nothing about it. No, so, me neither. So I love when I'm, and we could talk a little bit more about this later. I love when I'm looking at a story that I don't know much about and get to watch the biopic and learn about the what happened because I, I even didn't know like did Tanya Hart was she the one who yeah actually I kind of thought maybe it Nancy wasn't Kerrigan? known yeah and then I was like was it Tanya Harding that got caned no or yeah. it was Nancy Kerrigan I know only uh, what Weird Al can tell us from his Crash Test Dummies parody about uh, the Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan incident that's f- what was the song I called? forget what it's called but that's that's what it is I don't even know if I remember hearing this one alright we'll take a listen to it more of a food album guy myself okay very cool <laughs> yeah. it also similarly to the post they just subtly allude to the other major sports scandal of that year that then kind of <laughs> took some of the heat off of Margot Robbie that's which was, true of course OJ Simpson it's like the day all the all the news cameras left my front lawn was the best day of my life. And he just looks at the at the TV, and at that exact moment, they're like, "O.J. Simpson seems to be getting charged with something." Uh, Saoirse Ronan, really good. She's she, she doesn't deserve to win an Oscar for this movie. She does a great American accent. But, um, how different her Irish accent? Because her Irish it's accent jarring. is like Irish accent. Oh like, yeah, it's, it's hardcore. Oh yeah. Um, I. It's, uh, and I like I listened to that that podcast, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast with Greta Gerwig and her, and she talks about how like you know how she changed her walk and she yeah I I was like you know what that is impressive I think she definitely deserves the nom yeah and I I'd like to see her win over like Meryl Streep oh me too absolutely and Sally Hawkins especially since like Meryl Streep is now the most nominated Oscar person ever in fact she was anyway yeah uh, or at least Oscar um, 
performer mm-hmm. like John Williams got his 51st nomination yep. yesterday. Um, she's she already had the record for the most uh, performance, the most acting Oscars, and now she's broken her own record. She has a few of them on her mantle already. Saoirse yeah. Ronan is on her third nomination and only 23 years old. She deserves. What were the other two for? Well, uh, Brooklyn. Okay, right. And then what was her first movie that she got nominated for? The Lovely Bones. Did she get nominated for that? Was she in that? Yeah, she was the girl. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was that. Crazy. Um, what? Who do you think deserves to win the Oscar? This category? Yeah. I mean, I'd kind of like to see Frances McDormand get it, although I kind of wonder, like... She's got one, though, doesn't she? Probably. <laughs> I guess that's that shouldn't be the point. She has where? one already. She can't get another one. Cher! <laughs> where does Frances McDormand end and where does her character begin? Because they're both just kind of like tough gals. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's exactly how she'd behave if her daughter was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's start throwing Molotov cocktails yeah. at the police. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, there are a number of people who I'd be happy for, mm-hmm. is really my answer. Uh, supporting actor, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project. That's not even a movie that's really on my radar. No, I I know it involves a couple kids that had to be directed through the whole movie, and okay. I think it mainly centers around them. Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards. He was really good. Loved it. Very sympathetic. Yeah. Uh, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. He's kind of a perennial great character actor. Yeah, he was, he was really good in it, actually. Yeah. Christopher Plummer, All the Actually, Money in the World. I've got uh, a bit of a theory about the movie that involves Richard Jenkins, and we can talk about that after you've seen it. Shape of Water. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I'm probably going to try and watch it this weekend. Cool. And Sam Rockwell, which I, I think I really want Sam Rockwell to win this Oscar. I thought he was... He, yeah. It was such a beautiful transition of villain to hero. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. I, I really liked Sam Rockwell. and Although, I thought what Woody Harrelson did in it was very um, kind of understated. Mm-hmm. And like very well played, yeah, and very different from him. You think? A little that bit. Would have been my only criticism is that it just felt like Woody Harrelson being nice. No, because he was kind of like aggressive at points too, like you know, calling Sam Rockwell a fucking idiot. And yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> <An> idiot. <laughs> a he was big just being idiot. truthful, Woody. Supporting actress Mary J. Blige from Mudbound. Yeah, which is on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah, it, okay. that's that was the big. There was talk of it getting Best Picture nomination, mm-hmm. but. People thought, uh, will the Academy actually nominate something that's only on Netflix? Originally, it was released, it had like a theater release, and then they moved it pretty quickly to Netflix, which is where it picked up a lot more steam. Yeah. Uh, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, I think that's a, a, a very likely kind of a one. Yeah. yeah, and she's got so many Emmys, but she doesn't have an Oscar. She is great in that movie. What did she get Emmys for? The West Wing. Right. Uh, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Lori Metcalf for Lady Bird. I'd like to see her win. I don't think she will. Mm-hmm. She's the it, mom? Yeah, she's the mom. She's really good. And Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Uh, Natalie was reading me this thing from her Facebook this morning. Somebody complaining. Somebody just kind of like sifting for outrage about sure. how Octavia Spencer gets nominated, only gets nominated for Oscars playing maids. Ah, uh, weird. As, as well, it's, it's, she, she said she would play anything in a Guillermo del Toro movie. And she doesn't even deserve the the best actress nomination. Like why, why does she get a supporting actress nomination for this? I think it's because the movie was being nominated for a bunch of shit. And she gets nominated for everything. Last year, she got nominated for playing a NASA scientist. Didn't she? Yes. Yeah. But she was good in that. She is a good actor. There's no question. Right. But like this one is, I know it's a supporting role, but like, I just don't see how any of her lines. I can't speak to that because I haven't seen the movie. Right. I'm, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you. Mm-hmm. There is a I bit of a habit. I think you agree with me. I think I agree with you. I, I, th- there is a habit within the Academy of just like recycling people, just slipping people in. Right. And they Meryl. default. Yeah. Meryl's great and Daniel Day-Lewis is great. Nobody is arguing that. Right. But there are probably more interesting choices in some cases. That said, I didn't think this was especially disappointing year. It's not an uncommon opinion for people to say that uh, Robert Pattinson should have been nominated for Good Time. Yep. That's been said. I've read it multiple places, even on my Facebook page. Someone's saying Robert Pattinson should have gotten a nod. I haven't seen that, but I heard it's very disturbing and that he's wildly good. Shockingly good. Yeah. Uh, Director Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan, Get Out, Jordan Peele. Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro, and Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig. She becomes the fifth woman ever to be nominated in that category. Jordan Peele, the fifth black man. Wow. It's a pretty stacked category. It is. Like, there's a lot of heavy hitters there. I think Christopher Nolan could win it. Uh, I think Guillermo could win it. And I think Greta Gerwig could win it. Definitely Jordan Peele and PTA won't. 
You don't think so? No, I think I, th- I think Del Toro is probably in the lead. Why do you think for sure that PTA and uh, Jordan Peele won't? PTA is notoriously under-recognized by, uh, and he he doesn't like to play the 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 schmoozy card. Oh, I think gotcha. he's this is his first nomination. What? Uh, he's never been. He wasn't nominated for There Will Be Blood. No, he's never he's never he's never been even in like the conversation. Wow, which is that's kind of insane. Um, Also, it's movies have. Oh, of course, yeah, and he he works with Daniel Day Lewis all the time, right? Uh, Also, Del Toro is just like he already won the Golden Globe, and it just you can kind of see the writing on the wall. Doesn't mean there won't be upsets. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Boss Baby is an Academy Award nominated film. (laughs) I've heard more people talk about how Coco is. Such a visually crazy watch. Yeah, I bet it is. Makes me want to watch it. But it just kind of further solidifies that the Academy hates Lego movies. Because there's oh, two Lego yeah. movies this year. Right. And yeah, the Lego Batman movie wasn't like, it didn't break the mold or anything, but it was very creative. It was yeah. visually very stimulating. Mm-hmm. And they're just animated movies. Is the Ninjago movie out yet? Yeah, it came out a while ago. It I came out? I didn't see that, oh, though. Okay, neither did I. Uh, adapted screenplay, Call Me By Your Name from the book. I think that's probably in the lead. Mm-hmm. Disaster Artist, that's its only uh, nomination. nomination. Exciting one, Logan. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I had no idea it was in the running at all. Yeah, that well, and that's the only comic book movie ever to be nominated for adapted screenplay. Mm. That's very cool. Uh, Molly's Game, My Boy Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to win, though. Uh, Mudbound, an okay. original screenplay. Get Out, Jordan Peele. Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, The Shape of Water, Del Toro. Three Billboards. <laughs> Billboards. 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 And uh, the big sick, Kumail and Emily V. Gordon. That'd be fun. See them win that. Also, not going to happen. No, no, no. So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good little little Oscar little season. Yeah. March fourth, Jimmy Kimmel, the ninetieth annual Academy Awards, and I'll be off the morning show by then. Thank God, so I can you stay, stay up, up and watch the whole damn thing. Yeah, I love it. I I really enjoy it. I know it's yeah. kind of silly, but sure. I get a kick out of it. Yeah, I watched a ton of it last year. I put on my tux. <laughs> <laughs> you serve hors d'oeuvres <laughs> when i get up to go to the bathroom i have someone else sit in my seat <laughs> yeah no, that's nice and that's becky it's all, yeah exactly you can't go at the same time uh hey speaking of meryl streep mm-hmm. she was announced today to be joining the second season of big little lies so that is how they intend to stay fresh in their second season, considering they <laughs> no, have, she's just gonna they get nominated no... for a bunch of fucking emmys like screw it. i don't want to watch the season at all I feel like it's. I feel like the first season didn't deserve that much credibility. I know, and that's your hot take. That there's a hot take because yeah. people are would be afraid to say this. Yes, but it was it was a good watch. It was a good mini mini series, but yeah. like didn't blow anyone away. It wasn't you know Atlanta. It, a lot of people claim it blew them away. Duh. <laughs> I just can't, I can't. I have a hard time giving full credit to something that existed already in another medium. Like, yeah. it, 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 the performances were good. It was mm-hmm. shot well. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was already written, and people already knew it. It's not the first to tell this exact story. Right. Except season two will be. Right. So I guess that is kind of interesting, because it's, it's uh, un, untreaded ground. Yeah, but I find that is to that be, it just looks like a cash grab to me. It just looks like, totally. oh, people liked this. We have to do it again. Right. We have no choice. Get Meryl Streep on the phone. The same thing's going to happen with the end of the effing world. They're going to do another season of that. Mm-hmm. Will it be good? I don't know. Meryl Streep will be in it. Yeah. she. Yeah. The mom. She'll play the mom. <laughs> the mom who died. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm reading this book called The Nicks by Nathan You're Hill. You are telling me about it. I think that. I told you about it. I'm about half done now, which is fast for me, believe it or not. Still liking it? It's really good. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. And I, I read that the, the rights were sold, and they intend to do a TV series with Meryl Streep. TV Really? <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Meryl. <laughs> but she's good, and she would be good in this role of the yeah. mother. Yeah. Um, any other TV news? John Malkovich joining uh, the third season of Billions. Wow. Do you still watch that? What a get. No, I haven't watched the second season yet. I, I got a few episodes in, and I was liking where it was going, but we just kind of stopped watching it. So I, I guess that tells you how I feel about it. Season three of The Crown, going to jump a number of years ahead, as we know. We've got right. uh, the new uh, the new Lizzie, the new Margaret, which mm-hmm. I think is Helena Bonham Carter. I think that's yeah, all but confirmed. Uh, also all but confirmed now, Paul Bettany as Prince Philip. 
Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. He looks the part. It's like, it's definitely a good name. Makes a lot of sense. Suits the, the, I don't want to say class because he's kind of, at least in the portrayal they have on this show, he's a little skeezy, Mm -hmm. but I think he can pull that off. Yeah. They've also said that they're going to introduce Diana in season three. Oh, wow. So they're really jumping ahead. Who's going to be Diana? I I don't know. She's going to be very young, I would think. Like, when did she become a part of that group? When she's like 18 or 19, probably? Yeah, maybe early 20s. Yeah. I don't know, but that'd be a big role. Yeah. The only thing is, like, do you want to make her the main character? Because the show is about Elizabeth. Right. And well, it's about the crown, technically. Which is still Elizabeth. Still Elizabeth. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't get along with Diana, I no. think. Isn't that, isn't that the, the legend? No. Actually, uh, a conspiracy theory that I learned just recently is that Harry... Uh, is not Philip's kid. Oh, yeah. And there's like a stable. There was a oh, a horse trainer that looks exactly like Harry. Is that right? He's got like really red hair. I think and... she had like redheaded boyfriends, didn't she? Maybe. I, there are, I think there are a number of theories about where... And he's got all his hair. ...where he came from. Yeah. But that would be an interesting scandal for the... They kind of deal with that a little bit in Downton Abbey, actually. One of the daughters gets pregnant and they just kind of have to play it off. Right. Like it's legitimate, even mm-hmm. though it's not. Maybe gotcha. that happened in the royal family. It would be quite the scandal that they would not be open to to owning. No. I would think. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, it's not like they're going to do a public DNA test or anything. <laughs> uh, Joel McHale getting a new show on Netflix, an unscripted series, which looks to be like a talk show slash new iteration of The Soup. Okay. And since Chelsea got canceled, they could kind of stand to get a new Did a you new watch The Soup? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I kind of feel like Joel McHale is is better suited for, I don't know, maybe he is better suited for a talk show than a TV show. He had a sitcom there last year that didn't last too long. Right. Kind of caught lightning in a bottle with Community. Whether or not they make that movie, I don't know, but I think maybe mm-hmm. the moment's over. I remember even at the moment that Community came out, thinking that Joel McHale was a bit of a weird fit. I didn't know him from anything else. Yeah. And I it took, me a, it took me a few episodes. He grew to, to suit it. that show perfectly. Totally. Totally. Uh, I like him. I think for the last little while he's... And in fact, maybe to a degree for his entire career, Mm -hmm. other than that community had this very loyal, small following. Yeah. He's always been a man without a a ship. Right. Right? He's been like... He's very talented and very likable somehow. Right. uh, But he's never really had a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm happy that he's in the Netflix family. Yeah. I think that's a good call too. Although he did kind of step in it a little bit this week. He, he uh, defended Aziz. Ah, yeah. I don't know. I think you just don't want to go near there, I think. Uh, Michael Bay and John Cena going to do uh, a new movie. Can you guess? Have you heard? Mm, is it a Transformers movie? It's a Duke Nukem movie. Oh. John Cena is going to play Duke Nukem, which he looks like. He looks like Duke he Nukem. He does. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't really know the origin story of Duke Nukem. Me neither. But let's find out. Okay. Do yeah. you know Bo Burnham wrote and directed a movie? No. It premiered today at Sundance. Really? Yeah. What's it called? It's called Eighth Grade. Is it sad or funny? I bet it's both. If I know him. <laughs> sure. Yep. Uh, I don't know, but it's called Eighth Grade, which sounds sad and funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of our experiences in eighth grade. Yeah. Sad and funny. So I'm really curious to see what he looks like as an auteur. Mm. Is he in it? I don't know. He's just... Okay. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Well, first of all, uh, principal photography started this week for the Detective Pikachu movie. Oh, Jesus. So they started shooting that with Ryan Reynolds. That's exciting. Also, uh, he and the Deadpool writers... Uh, are grouping together again to do a new Clue movie. Now, have you, oh, have you no, seen Clue? I haven't seen the original. Me Pe- neither. People talk about it. It's, it's being brought up more and more lately. It is. It's it's like achieving a late cult status. I mean, yeah. it's always had something of a cult status. There Neil Patrick s- Harris said it was his favorite movie There ever. are some people who say yeah. it's their favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Makes me... I, I think I need to watch it. When did Neil Patrick Harris say that? Oh, Comedy Bang Bang. On Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's. I, I think I need to see it too. I, I, are there multiple endings? There are. Okay. So they end, I think that's where Wayne's World got it from. Okay. You know, at the end of Wayne's World where they're like, let's do the Thelma and Louise ending. And then right. It, it cuts to all these different different versions. I think they got it from Clue. And at the time that Clue did it, it was very new. Well, like, it's never really been done since except in Wayne's World. So. Right. Okay. 
uh, Cat in the Hat, doing another Cat in the Hat movie with DreamWorks. I mean, they're doing another Grinch movie too, which seems stupid, but these animated movies, I don't know what they can possibly get from these stories that haven't. Who's going to be the Cat in the Hat? I don't know, but it's going to be, it's going to be animated. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Tinky Winky died. Really? Yeah, Simon Shelton. He was 52. The Teletubby. The purple Teletubby. How did he die? Uh, I don't know. Heroin or something? Fentanyl overdose? <laughs> no, that's not funny. He died. Um, and I don't know. Sad, obviously. Wow. And this is interesting. Now, I have not had uh, the opportunity to dive in on this yet. You're going to be surprised by this. Uh, it's new. New lawsuit alleges... Uh, uh, it alleges Questlove had two Tonight Show cameramen fired because they're white. Oh. That's what the lawsuit alleges. These two white cameramen at the Tonight Show got fired, and they're saying Questlove demanded they be fired because they're white. Because they're white. I find that a little hard to believe. Seems like a reach, doesn't that, it? <laughs> that Questlove, unprompted, saw two camera guys... And said, you need to fire these guys. Those guys are too white. Why, Questlove? Because they're white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon said, you got it, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know my feelings toward white people. Well, even like with The Roots, it is still the whitest show on late night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that Questlove has much of a uh, an axe to grind with white people either. Yeah, true. You know, like... I don't think so. He's, like, kind of known for being, like, the chillest. He's not, like, a Black <laughs> Panther no. kind of thing. You know, although, I mean, obviously wants to stand up for black rights and stuff. I think so. Not I, trying to fire random people on the set for being white. I mean, we're not there. We don't know the guy personally. It just sounds like we're definitely missing most of the pieces of this puzzle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think maybe the people that are alleging this are also missing a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, do you want to do shows? I don't think there's anything more. Yeah, let's do shows. Okay. All right. Do some shows. It's my turn to go first, and I honestly have no idea which one to pick, because one of them is a little spastic and jumps around, Yeah. and that'll be hard to, to recap, and the other one has so much happen in the first episode yep. that it's going to be really hard to recap. You're right. But it's your uh, pick. It is my pick. Uh, I would like 30 seconds, if you please, to recap the first episode. Uh, I really haven't made up my mind, and I haven't rehearsed either one yet. Um, of the assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Good, I like it. All right. You're on the clock in three, two, one, go. We open the show on two different perspectives. One is the very joyful, blissful, peaceful, exciting, extravagant life of Gianni Versace. Uh, the other is the miserable pain of Andrew Cunanan, who's on a beach after having killed four other people. He wanders around Miami. Eventually, it comes upon uh, Gianni Versace going back into his home after picking up coffee, shoots him twice in the head. Uh, there uh, is then a huge investigation. A manhunt goes underway, and he just appears to be hiding in plain sight, and they still haven't found him. That's right. Now, I left out the whole other thing where his sister Donatella flies in, and she kind of takes over the company. Right. And she um, does the, much like the, you're telling me, she's like, you know that I'm here for the estate of my brother. Yeah. Right. Thank you for making it obvious. Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. I, I asked at one point out loud, is this Penelope Cruz with crazy <laughs> makeup on? Yeah. And crazy teeth. And then I looked up a picture of current day Donatella Versace, and man, she looks crazy. Does she? Maybe she looked better 20 years ago, but she looks like someone who has had work done every single day oh. for the last like 20 years. That's too bad. Yeah. Isn't it interesting when people who got famous for beauty yeah. look nuts? Right. <laughs> they look friggin' yeah. terrible. Well, Courtney Cox did the thing where she like reversed all the yeah. surgery that she, she had looks done better. on her face. And she looks better. Totally. So Today, good on her, but Donatella needs to do the same thing. Today I saw a clickbait article on Yahoo Odd News <laughs> that said, uh, where is Lauren from Family Ties now? Okay. And it's Courtney Cox. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> 
she played Lauren on Family Ties. Like she's didn't done a few things since Family That's Ties. Really funny. It was re- like, we found out she's Courtney Cox, and it was a picture of Courtney Cox in the thumbnails. Like, where is Lauren from Family Ties? Was it? She's been busy. It would be good if like the JPEG of her was actually her in the Dancing in the Dark video, like just mixing up multiple different things, <laughs> or just a picture of Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's a neat freak in an apartment with four friends. <laughs> she's in a New chef, York. but she never goes to work. Yeah. Uh, did you like the show? I loved it. Me too. Man, I like it way more than the OJ story. Here's why. Interesting. And and you like? Did you watch the, the OJ story? Because I, I, I loved the, it. I watched the first couple episodes, and I think we you liked it because you weren't around for any of it. You didn't know a whole lot of the story, right? You're only two years older than me. I just remember it being like a thing that I was going like witnessing every day. Like, I just I don't buy. I just don't buy this excuse a lot of people have that like, oh, I don't need to watch that. I watched it in real time. Obviously, people like this show in spite of being familiar. Yeah, but with you're it. just not. I I just unlike this show where I'm like learning a bunch of new things. It is fascinating. I'm learning a bunch of new things, and there's way more of a malevolence behind the killer. Well, yes, and that's that's. There's two big distinctions between the OJ show mm-hmm. and the Versace show. One is our main characters don't appear to be lawyers or yeah. investigators. We have some investigators, the girl from Orange is the New Black. Like mm-hmm. They might be regular characters throughout the show. But it appears as though Darren Chris is playing our main character. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that OJ didn't take a, a stance. Right. It didn't, it didn't. I mean, it kind of did. But it didn't overtly say, OJ Simpson definitely killed these people. Right. Uh, it just told the story. Uh, including the evidence yeah. that exists. Andrew Cannonan definitely killed Gianni Versace. Yeah, and you're watching a psychopath. Right. And that's where I had a bit of an ethical dilemma. Does it feel correct to make a sympathetic character, a lead character, right. out of this truly disturbed monster? Well, I heard today that the Versace family is not a fan of this show, and it's like, well... You kind of show a dramatized version of the murder of one of your family members, so I don't blame you. I don't, like, you don't, yeah, don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't enjoy it. Right, but they didn't like co-sign. You know how some people are like, this is an accurate portrayal of what happened. But they shot it at the house. Oh, seriously? That's, that's, that's stoop that stoop is, is where the he died. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that's crazy. That is really crazy. I know. Man, what did you think of the lady who they asked for an autograph earlier in the episode? Yeah. And then she takes the Versace ad, runs over the one that she was going to get signed, and like plants it down on top of the blood. Soaks it in his blood. And brings it back to her husband who has a big Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah, sealable like evidence bag. Put it in there. And they're like, hey, you want to get arrested? And I couldn't help but like yell at the TV like, obviously arrest that girl. Well, I, I, That's what insane. I, all I could think was, she's going so slow. Yeah. <laughs> not... And she was kind of just like, whoopsie! Yeah. And ran away and stayed in that same area. Like they just went back behind it the... It made me question, was he really this canonized? Were people really chasing after his blood? To, or the guy who tried to sell a photograph of his dead body for $30,000. Was it really that big of a thing? I've got the only photo here. I mean, I don't think so. We're not talking about... I mean, OJ is synonymous with this stuff, but we're not talking about Gianni Versace. Well, also, there remains a question mark about OJ. Right. There shouldn't. Sure. But it was like... It was additionally tragic because of the crazy outcome of the trial. That's fair, too. And the the killer was a celebrity to begin with. Or the quote-unquote killer. Sure. Now... Uh, Versace must have been more of a celebrity than than I realized. He had people asking for his autograph. I think the story here is that the manhunt was botched. Oh, man. Everything was botched. The fucking ambulances were botched. Yeah. How many cop cars showed up before a fucking ambulance showed up? And the, the, the investigators are like having a conversation about, like, you know who this is? This is Gianni Versace. And then it just cuts to Ricky Martin holding Gianni Versace being like, someone please call an ambulance. Why did it take so long? Or, like, they've been on to this Kunanan guy for a while. Some guy's got a trunk full of FBI wanted posters that they never handed out. Totally. And then the lady at, like, the pawn shop who's like, I gave him a loan and I, like, saw his passport and I put you guys onto it. Yeah. And you didn't do anything and they're like oh and they just kind of turn around and phone something into the station like hey we got a 101 now i wonder a little bit how fictionalized his uh relationship with versace is because they do this whole flashback where he's like 
he meets him at a club and yeah. they like they go to they're very flirtatious backstage at the opera and he kind of has this history of being uh like a like a, a sexual boyfriend a boyfriend yeah. to uh, rich millionaires right uh and that's kind of how he he cultivated his social status mm-hmm. uh but i there's there's no indication at least in the wikipedia article i read about him that he had any relationship to him previously now there must have been some kind of reason he wanted to kill him uh but he had no motive legally on paper there was no motive for him to kill him and also donatella versace says at one point doesn't she say like i'm not going to let him ruin my brother's life again yeah so clearly like she even knew that there was no 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 what she meant was uh my brother lives on through his company he's still alive through his company i'm not gonna let him kill my 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 brother a second time oh what, what she's saying is I we're see. not gonna shut down this company right okay i oh gotcha yeah. i i thought she meant like something happened before and it affected him mm. through this kunan guy and i thought they were trying to distance themselves through the police reports like kind of deny that kunan and I just feel like for, for story, they might be attaching some things to create another element of drama, yeah. which kind of suits the character. Yeah. But I read up on his other four murders, and they are gory. I, yeah, man. I'm so interested to know about that, There's too, so one in particular that's friggin' gory. It made me sick. Well, and don't give anything away. But I won't, because it it's going to be in the show, and it's going to be yeah. a problem for me if it comes up. Really? But so kind of a giveaway, you want to watch the show. I do. I do. Watch. I'm super yeah. interested in it. Again, it's like... We're in the whole get inside the mind of a serial killer thing. Yeah. And Darren Chris is amazing in it. He's going for the Emmy hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, really good in it. He's a little handsome for this character. I mean, like... Oh, did you look up the real picture of him and it yeah. doesn't look anything like him? God. No, they sort of look like each other, I guess. And, like, he, he's a good actor and really that should matter first and foremost. And yeah. I guess he's probably buddies with Ryan Murphy from the Glee days. Oh, right, because Ryan Murphy did Glee. Yeah. Totally forgot. But... And this is a little superficial, and it's not 100% accurate, but it seems to me someone who looks like Darren Chris yeah. doesn't need to be, like... A serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like serial killers need to be. Usually, well, I mean, like, he's obviously tortured, and, like, he's a he's a uh, pathological liar. That's kind of another yeah. thing they established. Well, some people just have fucked up pasts, too. Like, right. I think you're going to learn this throughout the story. You know what was the most compelling... Uh, little uh, acting move he did for me the thing that i was like wow that was cool was that was when he sees the other woman in the diner watching the news broadcast about the death of gianna versace and he copies her shocked mannerism it It was really creepy i thought it was funny really (laughs) yeah i was really troubled by it i was really i found it disturbing wow but he like i think he's laughing behind it Oh, no, I think he was, like, doing... Exa- he put his hand over his mouth exactly like her. Oh, uh, okay. Like he was appalled. Yeah. Did you know what, what the original second season was supposed to be for American Crime? Was it the... the it was supposed to be Katrina? a Katrina thing. They're yeah. doing that season three. They are, but it was supposed to be the second season. Yeah. But I think they thought, mm, we need to speed this up a little bit and maybe get something a little bit more name brand. Maybe. So they've got Dennis Quaid to play in W in, in season three. Yeah. That'll be interesting. It's based on a book, I guess, season three. Actually, uh, season two is based on a book. It as is, well. yeah. What did you think of Ricky Martin? I thought he was fine. I think like, he did pretty good. He was, yeah, he was pretty solid. I saw yeah. him being interviewed on, like, uh, I was going to say Regis and Kelly. Kelly and Kelly and Ryan. Kelly is and Ryan is now? what it's called, yeah. Um, he was, yeah, he was good. Uh, I find it interesting that, and maybe this is another reason the family doesn't like it, is because he's, you know, leaking the secrets of like, yeah, I got a bunch of guys to come back to the house and kind of have made sex him, and yeah. kind of made him seem like, I don't know, I guess in some people's eyes, a sexual deviant. Well, and they like to present Versace as a family company. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. His compound is stunning. Like, again, like, how is he this rich? He has like know. more servants than like the queen yeah it's ridiculous and they're all crying when he dies yeah he was the best but he kind of like he says hello to everyone but then he just walks past the dude that's holding his orange juice and like (laughs) i just feel like there was such a who plays versace in this i don't know the actor's name he does a great job yeah he was very good yeah they they really showed his facial wound a lot (laughs) did they ever yeah you had a hard time with that no it was okay yeah i was right with it what did you think of um 
Also, the does the bird play a big part in this? Story? I don't know. Does I don't it... know what that's supposed to represent. They, they so there's like a bird that also dies when he gets shot. I don't know if like it gets pegged with some shrapnel or something. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was supposed to be. But it's like a white dove. Yeah. And they collect it as evidence, and then it shows up again in the lab. I don't know if that's supposed to represent something. They just have an evidence box, and they open the evidence box, and it's this white dove again. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to represent like purity or like, <laughs> or beauty. I I don't know. But I'm super interested to watch the rest yeah, of the show. Yeah, definitely got to give this thing my ass. It was really cool. 100%. It was very I'm in. it was very haunting that opening scene where they're going back like like I said in my recap, like between mm-hmm. his like blissful life and then this other guy screaming in the ocean. Totally. It's just fascinating. Yeah, and holding the gun and also bringing out like it it shows very clearly what this guy's intentions with uh, Versace are going to be. Yeah, you think it was premeditated he, then? You think well, that was he brings implied? out like a book that says like the man who was Vogue and it's all mm. supposed to be about Versace. Right. And then pulls out a gun. <laughs> yeah. And it's like right across the beach right across from his house. Right. And then he like pukes in that really disgusting bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, if he's killed in cold blood before, why, why is this one making him so nervous? Or uh... Well, yeah, he got like really upset when he got back in the truck afterward too. No, Remember? he was happy. You think? He was like, yes, 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 yes. Yes, it wasn't clear to me. I mean, he did kind of get let out, like, let out a little creepy little chuckle, but I... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Eight days after he killed Gianni Versace, he killed himself. Ah! Dude, it's history. I know, but I didn't know that. That's this You think he's still alive? Sweets. I was going to watch the show. You still do. Ah. Dude, come on. That's not... That's not, how can you not know that? I thought they were going to put it in the pilot. Him killing himself? I did. That cuz I didn't think that then what's he was the gonna, rest of the show. I didn't think he was going to be the main character. Like having seen the first season, I really thought it was going to be about the aftermath. But then there I guess there wasn't a trial. Why would there be? Right, exactly. Yeah. So it would just be like <laughs> Yep, it's definitely him. All right, I won't tell you anything else. Okay, please don't. I don't know if I can watch it just like knowing what's coming. I I brought I will. I'm, I'm going to watch it like I can't watch anymore. Yeah. But see the the allure to me was not knowing what's coming. All right, well I apologize. That's okay. All right, want to do the other one? Uh, yeah. Okay. Slaney is going to recap the first episode of the new J.K. Simmons Stars series, mm-hmm. Counterpoint. You could do a supercut of uh, me. No, never mind. I remembered his name. Okay. Every time before we do a recap, <laughs> I ask what the main character's name Howard. is. Howard. Howard. Howard Silk. Howard Silk. Howard Silk. Cool. Recap the first episode of Counterpoint in 30 seconds, starting in three, two, one, go. Okay, so the story takes place in Berlin where Howard Silk works at a UN-related uh, office, and he's not really sure what the office even does. You see him kind of like voicing lines back and forth with someone, and you, that's it. Uh, halfway through the show, you realize that he doesn't get this promotion and they bring him into a separate office and he meets himself. They, he's got a doppelganger. There's another version of himself through a, a different like portal. And, uh, okay. I'm going yeah. to keep going. The pacing was a little off. My there. pacing was off, but it's so much happens in this episode. Yeah. So, so after that, um, the doppelganger basically tells him like, you have no idea what's going on, but yes, I'm you. We had the same timeline. Uh, someone is trying to kill Emily, your wife, right? Because uh, she's going after me, so she's starting to go after like right. alternative timelines, right? Or the alternative timeline. Well, and Emily in the alternative timeline is already dead. She died of cancer. That's right. So, so like, they say, right? Okay. So is this? Is there any chance somebody's really just trying to level the playing field so that all the Emilies are dead? Yeah, and. Are there more Emilys? I don't know. Are there more more Howards? You're right. They really just kind of imply that there's just two of everybody. Yeah. So this this other Howard um, is, you know, the, he has lived a completely different life. All, at, it branched off at some point, although they had the same childhood. They had the same memories. Right. But one guy is way more badass than the other. That's right. And and he he's very like, he, he questions, oh, wait, you married Emily? Like in mm. his version, he didn't marry Emily. Right. And in his version he advanced to the next level of his job whereas one of the the other guy, the 
normal guy who's kind of learning about all this is it's just a cog he's just a paper pusher just in the same position and you kind of think at by the end of the show i thought okay so one is like the driven one and one is like the empathetic one Mm -hmm. and it's showing how their lives separate in different ways and and it's a really really interesting way of looking at what could have been yeah i think that's That's what's right i think that's what the show is supposed to be about the regrets you might have and they even talk about the regrets yeah in this show and i think you're supposed to feel bad for both of them because one of them doesn't kind of have this you know one of them is kind of sweet Mm -hmm. and lovely but that's cost him opportunity it's cost him opportunity but i feel like at the end of the day he's happier than the kind of jaded, confident guy. Yeah. Interestingly, when they first introduce jaded, confident J.K. Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of seems like he's going to be a villain. Yeah, And a then bit. It, they kind of wipe that away. He's really just obstinate. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's good to other J.K. Simmons, and it seems like they're both going to be uh, uh, co-heroes in the story. There's very different right. characters. They need each other to, yeah. to make the full J.K. Simmons. One's very, like, one's very whiplash. To the point where he yeah. kind of dresses like that's right. He wears all black. black. You're right. He's all black. And the other wasn't it weird because you've never felt bad for J.K. Simmons before, but within the first ten minutes of this, you're like, oh shit, he's a good actor. He goes to a performance review and he asks for this promotion. Yeah. And this like punk guy says, no, nope, you're good where you are. Right. And it breaks your heart. It's like like I think that's the problem with a lot of these pilots that I just never continue to watch is they never they never hook my heart. Yeah. And it really did. I was like, oh, I feel terrible for him. And you you want to see, at the same time, like you you want to see him stand up to people. And when the other character, the jaded, uh, hard ass J.K. Simmons comes in, it kind of gives you that, oh, nice. He's he's doing it for this guy. It gives you the complete J.K. Simmons. That's what this. The counterpart is the story of the the complete J.K. Simmons. That's right. In my opinion. Uh, Not unlike Versace. Really brutal opening sequence. Yeah, like like within the first two minutes, there's a couple of incredible murders. Yeah, with yeah. that assassin woman. Do we know who she is? Did I miss something? Just this like this like really hardcore like soldier lady who's just killing people left, right, and center. No, and there's a wicked chase scene at the end with her, but she gets away. You know, she's from the other side, and she's made her way onto Family Man JK side. Yeah, she's um, brutal. Yeah, but that's. That's pretty much it. And you know that she's targeting Emily. Right. Is it is it set in some kind of dystopic future? Or is it like present day? I think it's supposed to be... You're kind of supposed to make up your own mind about it. Because, kind of ambiguous. Because the, like the cars look the same, but the phones are very advanced. Like, right. You know, it's kind of like a futuristic like. Also, they wear trench coats. Phone. For some reason, trench coats are big in dystopic science yeah. fiction. And, and in... I don't know, for lack of a better term, we'll call him like future J.K. Simmons, the more okay. badass one. Yeah. Because they use like old computers and stuff. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. They use old computers, but they have new phones. It's kind of kind of confusing. Right. Um, but in the like the J.K. Simmons world that you that's revealed at the end, which is the opposite of the one that we've been seeing all along, it looks like it's a little bit more futuristic mm. and there's no like traffic on the roads or anything. Oh, yeah. Um, it just seems like kind of cleaner. There's like this really interesting skyscraper in the background that looks futuristic. Yeah. Do you think it has any tie to, you know, there's two different characters. It's about 30 years ago that this time war portal thing happened that made a different dimension. Do you think it has any, um, any analogy to the Berlin wall? Uh, like maybe. two different sides. It's in Berlin. Yeah, maybe that's a little on the nose, but no, that's kind of interesting. You or think it, maybe they'll go there. I don't know if maybe they'll go there, or if it's just kind of supposed to be symbolic. Oh, okay. Of like two different sides and the way now that being exposed two to each other. Are, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's very good. I like that a lot. Maybe. Uh, I, I appreciated that the show is easy to follow. Mm-hmm. So often these like science fiction things can get really convoluted, yep. jargony. Yep. Uh, it was it was never really unclear what was going on, except for in a case where maybe I looked away for a second. Right. Yeah, they didn't explain a lot, and I know in the end it's just going to be. I think that's going to be what I was saying was is going to be the main through line in the show. Yeah, is about how different people handle different situations and how 
a moment can kind of change the course of time. Right. It's kind of like along the same lines as dark, which oh, obviously okay. I'm fully in on. Uh, I think I think counterpoint. Well, it's it's clear what what that means, and it's it's not a bad title for it objectively. I think it just kind of sounds like a like a random buzzword, and you know how I feel about buzzword titles. Yeah. Contagion or what? Like it's just. Yeah. It. I think unless you know what the show is, you're gonna go. What's Counterpoint? Oh, it's another show. Counterpoint. Oh, is that on ABC? And I think that will do a disservice to the potential viewers of the show because it's very creative. Well, let's do a rapid fire section where we kind of just like throw out names that might be better than counterpoint okay okay i'll go first two howards two howards uh doppelganger uh because it's german and he's in berlin that's right that's pretty good i like that um about the other side that's okay it's kind of weak two versions uh saving emily saving emily but then if Emily dies... Then... I know, I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I think we did a pretty good job. There. Um, Contact us, stars. <laughs> I uh, Also, stars, you know, American Gods, now this. Yeah. I think this has the best shot of being a thing. Um, this also wasn't written specifically for J.K. Simmons. No, interesting. So th- I think from here on in, it could be a little more tailored for his personality i think he did an amazing job oh people are really in on jk simmons too people really root for him and we all kind of everybody's on the same page nobody says that guy's overrated no so i think that's a really good thing it's kind of interesting american gods was like really exciting for like a month and then everybody stopped caring or talking about it kind of fell off no love at the emmys or the golden globes not that i think it necessarily deserved those things it's just it's kind of interesting that all at once it seemed to go away it was a buzz because it was such a popular novel Yes, it was really well. It's got a cult following, and people were excited for it. And I don't think they were necessarily disappointed for it, uh, with, with the way it turned out. But it's just kind of like, eh. yeah, I think there's going to be more buzz about the uh, the next show, the John Ham. Oh yeah, Good Omens. Yeah, for sure. Um, so will you continue watching? This I show? do want to see the next episode of this one too. I want to watch it so badly. I'm in on both Omen. these shows. Yeah. Hard. Well, and I'm often I'll give my S twice, but do mm-hmm. I want to see the second episode twice? Not very often. Right. And that's uh, they were both really enjoyable shows. Yeah. Not too long. Can we go through the career of J.K. Simmons a little bit? So he did he start out by doing Oz? I mean, was, no. Is that the first thing he's known for? Maybe the first thing he's known for, though. Yeah. yeah. And then we didn't really see him again too much until, like, I don't know, I guess Spider-Man. Yeah, but that wasn't that much later. No, but Spider-Man wasn't really a big role either. I would say his next biggest role was maybe Juno. Yeah, I guess, the Jason Reitman movies. But I don't I don't agree that J.K. Simmons, the, the, the J. Jonah Jameson role isn't a big role. Like, it's not a lot of lines, but it's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I... And for a long time, that's all you recognized him as. Totally. And the yellow M&M. He's been doing that for like oh, 25 yeah. years. Yeah. He's the yellow M&M. He is still, yeah. Who's the red M&M? I don't know. Not J.K. Simmons. No. <laughs> um, well, that's... I, I don't know if we have anything else to say about this. I'm, I'm hooked. It's kinda, It kind of reminds me a little bit of The Matrix, too. Oh, okay. Which... Mm. Somebody asked on Reddit the other day, what movie would be considered more great if it never had its crappy sequels? And the top answer was The Matrix. If The Matrix only ever made one movie, it would be considered one of the great action movies of all time. And one of the great sci-fi movies of all time. Yeah. And one of the great movies of all time. Totally. I still consider it one of the great movies of all time. It is, but the waters are muddy. Yeah. You know? The third one, it sucks that the third one happened. Because I was even in on The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, the second one was pretty good. You're right. Um. Did you watch uh, Crashing this? Have you been watching Crashing? I watched the first one. I haven't seen the most recent yeah. one yet. Yeah. I'm liking it. It's the same thing. You got to know what you're what you're expecting. Yep. It's fine. And the, yeah. I find it interesting that Pete's ex-girlfriend is playing his girlfriend now. Like, like, like Jamie Lee, like they were a couple when oh. Pete was younger. Like it's like they're, they're really autobiographing really like they're really doing as much accurate as they can but that's weird because he just got married to another woman and now he's like doing sex scenes with his ex-girlfriend yeah and i didn't know that was his ex-girlfriend that is really weird Mm -hmm. and she's pretty disinterested in him yeah (laughs) um there was one more thing i was gonna mention we talked about oh i started watching icarus 
Oh, you had said that's really good. Yeah, and that the first hour or so really had me. Like now, is it more? I, I haven't about, finished. There's still 40 minutes left. Is though. it more about cycling or is it more about doping? It's about doping. Okay, but th- they kind of paint the narrative at the beginning that this guy, who's a filmmaker and a cyclist, uh, is going to basically compete in this insane bike race that he's already done a couple times, but he wants to do it once on PEDs. Okay, and pass all the drug tests to show how easy it is okay so he gets in touch with this russian anti-drug guy who's actually kind of the one behind all the drugs in the olympics in russia mm-hmm. and they form a friendship and then all the stuff about russia not going to the olympics happens and he oh, yeah. anyways it, it becomes a whole different story right yeah. Okay, so you recommend that too? So far, yeah. Again, I still have like forty minutes left in it, but mm. I'm, I'm, I like it a lot. Cool. I don't have a, a Will Smith factoid. Oh, I do. Okay. So I think his name is Nick Curios. Okay. He's a Australian tennis player, mm-hmm. and he said that if anyone was going to play him in a movie version, he would want it to be Will Smith. Okay. Which is funny because Will Smith is like twenty years older than him. Isn't that weird when people say that? I know. I know. People don't think. Um, it'd be like me being like, oh, Tom Cruise, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Although so that's not bad casting. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Will Smith went to his uh, thank you. And also he's a Scientologist. So but I he's can't. a good actor. That's right. He's made lots of fun movies. That's right. Um, so Will Smith went to one of his tennis matches that he ended up winning. And really? the announcer after the game says, now a couple years ago you were asked, who would you want to play you in a movie? And Will Smith is in the crowd kind of like laughing along and clapping. And like uh, he turns to him and says like, man, I love you. Like I'm so happy that you're here. Like really I just wanted to look cool for you the whole match. And That's it's really sweet. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a nice moment. And he says like, you know, like I watch Focus – all the time. He's like, I think that's one what? of my favorite movies, which was really funny to me too. What? And like Will Smith is like laughing and clapping and uh, he's like, but mainly for Margot Ro- Robbie. <laughs> he's like, she's the best part. And Will Smith's like really yucking it up. Right. And he's wearing the weirdest, like he's wearing like a sweater. It's at the Australian Open and he's wearing like a sweater with a weird like, uh, like sash thing tied up around his neck what do they call it like an ascot okay yeah yeah, yeah. like a weird bright ascot right anyway it's really hard to pull something negative out of that story well i mean it's just like going to a sports thing wearing the clothes he likes being supportive being positive well that's why you can't trust him oh you're right because of all the scummy things he does well i mean you yeah like just when you think he's a bad guy he goes out and completely redeems himself right and which ultimately is just more shade that's right never trust will smith never trust will smith or the ascot that he wears